This is the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast, episode 6. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Munir el here for the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. And today, we will talk about six types of uh, medical device audits. But before to jump in, I uh, just wanted to ask you, have you already subscribed to this podcast? If you have not, what are you waiting for? So you can go and subscribe on the different platforms. Uh, there is iTunes, there is Spotify, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Spreaker, Tune9, and uh, also on Alexa devices. So uh, if you are located in the US, in Canada, in Australia, in India, uh, in the UK, then you can have access to my Alexa skills, which is called Medical Device Podcast. So please try it and let me know if this is working for you. Uh, we are trying to make a lot of Alexa skills just for a test and seeing if uh, this will be really useful. So please let me know if this is really working. Uh, then today uh, I wanted to talk to you about audits. I know there, there are a lot of companies when we are talking about audits, they are starting to to freak out uh, because uh, for them audits means uh, where what audit where audit who will audit us and why so yeah so for me uh, this is not the same I like audits because it's really um, also uh, a session that any uh, medical device companies should uh, should learn and experience uh, so this is really uh, something that I want you to understand. And for that, uh, I will try to uh, give you five uh, types of audits that are existing. Uh, I know that uh, this is this will not be explaining you all the um, in and out of audits. It's just what are the different types of audits and uh, how to be um, how to master on it or how to understand exactly uh, those audits. I'll try to give you also some um, anecdotes, some stories about my experience on those audits. But yeah, let's uh, let's let's move on now. Okay, the first one, which. Uh, which one is the first? So the first is notified bodies. So notified bodies, uh, for those that are um, in Europe, they know that because they have to be uh, ISO certified, uh, ISO 13485, for example, certified, uh, uh, and also get the CE mark. And for that, you need a notified body. So for notified bodies, it's, um, uh, I mean, it's a story, it's a long story because uh, you have to know them because they are coming nearly every year to your company uh, to confirm your your certification. I mean, first you have uh, the certification, so they are coming, they are auditing you uh, to give you uh, your certificate, and then they are doing some surveillance audit. Uh, so with the cycle of three years, so those uh, auditors are coming for certifying you for, as I've said, for ISO or uh, the MDD certificate now or the MDR certificate when they will be authorized because for now there is no notified body as of today. Uh, 
uh, authorized uh, or accredited to do MDR certification. Uh, so there are, yeah, there, there, there will be uh, some notified bodies that are um, auditing you for MDR soon. I hope, I wish, because without them, you cannot sell your products in Europe. And by the way, um, if you have not already subscribed to my free mini course for MDR 2017-745, what are you waiting? <laughs> so um, you can go to the link uh, easymedicaldevice.com slash MDR. So as I've said, it's a free course uh, with uh, six days of emails and uh, then at the end a quiz and you will receive a certificate of completion. So inside there is some text to read, some videos to look at um, or some documents to download. So it's really uh, an interesting course for somebody that is really beginning uh, with, the, with the MDR. Okay, so we have, as I've said, the first audit, which is a notified body audit. Uh, what is funny is that this audit, you are paying for that. So they are kind of, uh, you ask them to come. So it's not like they come, it's, it's you ask them to come. Uh, so, uh, so you can also choose them, decide who is coming. Uh, so it's, uh, it's your choice. So you can choose uh, someone with a, a good reputation or someone with a lower reputation. But um, I can say that with the new MDR, uh, a lot of the auditors or a lot of the notified bodies that will be selected uh, will be highly qualified, if I can say, because the requirements to be a notified body increased a lot. Maybe too much, because uh, the number of notified bodies is now reducing a lot. So I don't know how many at the end will be really certified, accredited for, um, for auditing you for the CE marking. Okay, uh, the, this is the first type of audits, uh, which as I've said is coming every year. The second type of audits is the audits done by national authorities. What is that? So if you had already an FDA audit, for example, or an Anvisa audit, uh, FDA is for the USA, so it's the national authority in the USA, federal, what is it? Um, uh, FDA, what means FDA? Uh, administration, Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, I, I lost my mind. <laughs> so Food and Drug Administration. So this is the, the national authority uh, for medical devices. I mean, not only medical devices, but medical devices are, are with this authority. And they can come to audit you all over the world, uh, but they have to inform you, to, to notify you, if I can say. Uh, if you are outside of the US. Uh, if you are in the US, they can come unexpectedly, if I can say. Uh, but yeah, there is also Anvisa, as I said, from Brazil. Uh, there is also CFDA from China. There is the TGA from Australia. So all those national authorities, uh, and there is more. So there is Saudi Arabia with SFDA, etc. So all those national authority, authority can also come and audit you if you are selling uh, products um, in their countries. So they can ask you to be to audit you and come to your site and make an audit. Uh, so this is um, uh, the same kind of audit as any audit. There is no specificity. They are coming. They are looking at your documentation. They are looking at your products. They are looking at what kind of tests you are performing. Uh, and then uh, they are continuing to authorize you to sell the products uh, in their in their countries. Um, now there is a tendency, I mean tendency, it's not tendency, it's a new program called MDSAP, so which is for Medical Device Single Audit Program. 
as we have all those audits coming from uh, national authorities, notified bodies, etc., now they are trying to um, to make it more simple or more harmonized with a single audit program, which is an, a program that is um, that is including all the regulation from FDS or USA, from Canada, from uh, what else, from uh, so ISO thirteen four eight five. Uh, from Japan and from Australia, from Brazil. Uh, these are the countries that are now on, inside this medical device single audit program. If you want to know more, uh, you can also look at one of my videos that I have on my YouTube channel. So um, you go on YouTube and you look for easy medical device and you will see all my, uh, my, uh, my, channel, my channel and my videos. And you can also subscribe and like, if possible, the videos. Uh, it will help me a lot. So, so uh, this will also provide you information about an article that I have made in my blog. Uh, so the link is easymedicaldevice.com slash MDSAP uh, that you can also go and, and look. Uh, I will provide, I provide, I'm providing also information about what is this kind of uh, audit. Okay, so as I said, we have first the notified bodies and the national authorities. The third type of audits is uh, from super. I mean, from for on on suppliers, two suppliers, or when you are going to audit your suppliers. Uh, so this is an audit that where you are playing the auditor game. So meaning that you are going uh, to uh, to your suppliers and checking the conformity to the products. Uh, checking not not yeah. There is also a confusion sometimes that people are going to check if they are following the ISO 13485 requirements or 9001 or this or that, when maybe they are not because they are not certified. What is important with those supplier audits is that your company should go and audit them on the requirement that you define on the agreement. So I suppose that you signed an agreement with them to say, that, for example, they have to uh, clean your parts with uh, ionized water or that you have, they have to uh, package your products uh, with uh, this kind of plastic or I don't know. So those kind of requirements, specification that you, that you ask them to follow. So this is the things that you have to really check. Uh, if they are already certified ISO 13485, if they can provide you a certificate, uh, so normally it should be fine. I mean, I say normally because I, I don't know who audited them. So if they, this is really a serious uh, uh, company, but normally it should be fine. So no need. I mean, no need to go and check uh, the um, the supplier for some requirements that you never agreed that they should follow, or some requirements from an ISO that they are not certified for, uh, because it makes no sense and it's also. Um, making the relations between you and the supplier really difficult. At the end, your objective is that your part, the part that you're receiving from this supplier, are conforming to your requirements. It's easier, it's true that it's easier when your supplier is also uh, certified for ISO 13485 or for any other uh, certificate that is really um, showing a good quality management system. Uh, but at the end, the important for you is to uh, put in place a risk assessment of the supplier to see if he's a critical supplier or just a service provider. Or uh, So yeah, it's, it's, this is what you have to check. Uh, so be careful also on that. So you can show also that you are really a serious company and not just coming to audit on things that for sure they are not following. 
the funny story with the supplier audit is uh, sometimes, I mean, there is sometimes when uh, I remember where I was going to audit some suppliers where they were better than us. So they were our supplier, we, were, we are the customers and they were better than us for some activities and we were able to learn from our suppliers and to improve also ourselves. And sometimes, yeah, it's the other way. So we are really good in something, but we have maybe more uh, resources and they are not doing the same as us and they are not reaching the same quality or something. But you have also to understand that there are some suppliers that are really small, uh, some that are really big, etc. So um, it's it's important for, for you to, to, not, um, to not ask them too much or and ask them just what you agreed with them and not uh, coming and doing like the police and and showing that you are better than them or this or that so so this is i think i think important okay for suppliers it's uh, done then we have the famous internal audit so this is the audit that you have to do uh, in your company so it's uh, an audit that you are defining by yourself you have to create a procedure you have to define uh, the agenda for this audit, you have to define the strategy also. Um, I've, I, I've worked for many companies and each time it, the strategy can be different, so you just have to define the strategy. Uh, I had a company that was really small uh, that uh, hired every year a consultant to come and to audit the company from A to Z, if I can say, for all the ISO, uh, for all the requirements, the ISO requirements or uh, MDD or uh, requirements or C marking requirements. Uh, they are. They were also in the company where they were uh, dividing uh, all the requirements uh, throughout the year. So they have, for example, uh, three audits in quarter one, uh, four audits in quarter two, uh, three audits in quarter four, etc., etc. Uh, this is can be also taking a lot of time because uh, you have also to set up. Uh, to have people available to answer your questions and this and that. So it depends really how you are defining uh, this audit. Uh, there is no requirement specific. You have just to perform an internal audit to check that your quality management system is, is compliant. So um, it's your choice, your strategy. It depends on your resources and you have you, you can do whatever you want. You can also directly train your people inside your company. It's what I have done in one of my company. What I have done is, for example, we train some people that that are not quality people to audit, to be internal auditors. For example, we had some people from purchasing, so they are not qualified in quality at all, but we train them to explain them exactly what is an audit. Uh, we explain them uh, how to audit and on all the questions that they can ask and what they have to check exactly. And it was good because also they, they were uh, auditing, uh, so they have to audit for sure the other departments, so they cannot audit the departments where they are working. Uh, so it was also great because they, they were able then to learn also from other departments. They, 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 they said to me sometimes, yeah, I'm working here since 10 years. I never knew that they were doing that in this department or exactly what is the work they were doing. And by doing that, it's also increased the awareness of uh, other departments and maybe creating some connections. So it's also a way to think about it. And it, uh, it can also help uh, during a real audit, if I can say, notified body or national authorities audits. Uh, because then it's, it explains exactly how it's working, what is exactly happening in the room with the auditors, what kind of question they can be asked, etc., etc. So it's also giving some experience and training for, for your employees. So this is, uh, this is important. 
One other type of audit is uh, the unannounced audit. So it's something that appeared, uh, I mean, appeared, exists it's a long time, but uh, it's uh, after the scandal that we had with PIP, so poly implant, uh, poly implant, what is it exactly? So it's the company in France that was um, making bad implants, bad uh, breast implants. Uh, so this is um, then we had um, the requirements to perform an announced audit uh, because this company was hiding to auditors uh, some the gel that they were using for um, manufacturing their breast implants. So they had to use medical grade gel and at the, at the place of that they used industrial gel uh, and they hide that to auditors, they had that to everybody. Uh, because it costs less, so yeah, it's uh, it's also something that is um, yeah not uh, not really good. Uh, my motto is mainly: uh, Would I give these products to a member of my family? Uh, so it's what makes me taking decisions. If I say no, so it's no. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's something that um, that uh, you have to uh, to decide. So it's your own own voice. Uh, so unannounced audit. So then after that, um, there was a lot of requests for unannounced audit. Uh, then all notified bodies had to perform unannounced audit every two years. I think the cycle was every two years. Uh, so during those unannounced audits, so what is exactly first unannounced audit? An unannounced audit is an auditor coming in the morning at eight or nine in the morning. I don't know. Uh, the ringing at your door, unannounced, means that you you can be on holiday. You can be. They don't care. They just come, and you have to be ready for an audit. What they are doing usually is that, I mean, the notified bodies. What they are doing, they are choosing a line of product. I think they choose that before they are not coming and deciding. They just come and say, I'm here to audit you for this product. So what they are doing is that they are going uh, through the whole supply chain uh, from beginning to the end, uh, from the design, from uh, all those aspects, from raw material, then the different steps of manufacturing, etc., etc., and looking at all the documentation. They are not specifically looking at your quality system, like um, the system of CAPA or the system of internal audit or this kind of thing. They are specifically looking at a product. As I said, uh, the PIP issue was the fact that um, uh, the, the company was hiding information or hiding some material to the auditors. So here it's more like we are coming unannounced. So you can you have no chance to hide or have no chance to uh, to make some uh, some trick on your systems uh, to hide some information. So this is uh, the point. Uh, usually they are uh, they are prioritizing the class. Three products or high high risk products, and um, and uh, the cycle is is um, bigger for uh, is uh, the frequency is, is bigger for is uh, lower for uh, companies that have uh, low risk products. So this is it for some national authorities. So for example, in in the US, FDA can also come unannounced. I think they have they, they inform you one or two days be, two days before, but they, they come kind of unannounced. But when they are coming to a country outside of, of USA, they have to inform you uh, nearly two to three months in advance. You are choosing the dates with them, so there are not no unannounced audits from FDA, for example. Um, okay, this is the fifth one. And the last one, which is for me one of the worst, oh no, not the worst, but one of the most difficult one. Uh, so this is the corporate audit. 
if you are part of a big company, uh, so you are kind of a corporate company which has a lot of plants, a lot of um, a lot of departments, a lot of buildings, a lot of uh, products, etc. Usually, they have uh, a corporate audit uh, department, uh, which is going to audit uh, each site or each um, each department uh, to uh, to confirm that yeah the the company is doing well. Uh, it's kind of an internal audit, but made by corporate. Why do I say that it's the the one that uh, is the worst or most difficult one? Because it's insiders, I call them. <laughs> so people that are coming to audit you are not third-party organizations. They are insiders, meaning that they know first the requirements of the different regulation you have to follow. They know your procedures because they are insiders, so they know exactly the procedures. And sometimes they are also part of some... Um, problem solving on some procedures so they know already that we have already a problem on that so they can check if the problem is solved uh, they are already aware of some policies for the company policies so it means that they are not coming just to audit you on ISO 13485 or those kind of things they are also coming to audit you on your policies uh, that are internal policies if you are following them or not etc etc so this is a difficult audit as I've said because you cannot hide them things or uh, it's more difficult to hide things uh, or to embellish things or to uh, make things more difficult to understand. So uh, then uh, if you are part of a corporate audit, uh, I know I know your situation because I, I'm, I'm also uh, having those kind of audits and it's, uh, it's not so so easy. But it's also good because what I prefer is that those corporate audits or the auditors find the issues and we solve them instead of a notified body or national authority. So the idea for an audit is also that you are trying to find your issues before the real auditors. Uh, because if you find the issue before your real auditors, uh, you can solve them and you can avoid uh, an observation or non-conformity with those auditors which can uh, help you to not have any disruption in your supply chain because sometimes if the issue is with the product and um, you can have to make a recall or you can have to stop uh, the supply of these products until you solve the issue, etc., etc. So better that you are finding the issue yourself and those corporate audits or internal audits can help you help you to do that. So don't hesitate uh, to, uh, to work with them and collaborate. Uh, but um, but good luck. Yeah, it's, uh, I know it's difficult ones. Okay, so um, I have a question for you. So my question is, how are you preparing your audits? So I would be really interested to hear from you. So if you can just um, maybe uh, maybe uh, link to my uh, Facebook group. If you are not already part of the Facebook group, Facebook group. So you can go to it. We are sharing information. I'm asking also questions there. I'm answering questions. So you can go to the site easymedicaldevice.com slash Facebook group, all attached. easymedicaldevice.com slash Facebook group. And uh, you can also answer on Twitter. I, my, uh, my, Twitter um, my Twitter account is at uh, lazuzim. So E-L-A-Z-Z-O-U-Z-I-M for Munia. Uh, or you can also go to this uh, podcast uh, podcast show notes, uh, which you can find at easymedicaldevice.com slash... Uh, no, no, sorry. It's uh, at podcast.easymedicaldevice.com slash six for the episode six. 
so then if you can answer to the question, so how are you preparing your audits? Is it on panic mode? Like uh, like I said at the beginning, like where I am, who I am, why this, why that, why, why me? Uh, or is it on relax mode because you are, as I can say, uh, always audit ready? So this is the kind of wording we are saying, we should be always audit ready. So are you always audit ready? Uh, so this is my, my question. And also, if you are part of a third uh, party auditing company or if you are a third party auditor, uh, if you are interested also to share your experience with, uh, with us, uh, I can also invite you to this podcast and, uh, and that we can share maybe some stories or can help us also to, uh, to explain how to be really well prepared for an audit or this kind of thing. So don't hesitate to contact me. Uh, so you, I can, we can organize a kind of an interview for, for that. So you can contact me at info at easymedicaldevice.com. Info at easymedicaldevice.com. Okay. So then, um, what I want to ask you is first to, uh, not forget to learning. So keep learning, please. If you have one of your colleague or friend or that is really interested to learn about medical device regulations and standards, so uh, ask him to join us, uh, to join the blog, so easymedicaldevice.com, or to look at the YouTube channel, so uh, as I've said, called Easy Medical Device, or to uh, subscribe also to this podcast, uh, so Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Uh, we'll be really happy also to connect with you. So you can also connect with me on, on my LinkedIn uh, so that you, we can discuss. If you have also some question, I can, I can try to, to help you. Uh, what I want to say is um, I wish you a nice day then. So I think it's the end. And uh, I want you also to remember my motto. And I hope this motto will be also something that you will follow is uh, would I give these products to a member of my family? Try also to be yeah, professional in your uh, job to always provide good products to, uh, to your customers because it can maybe be one of your family members on the surgery room or at the doctor. So it would be yeah, not good if uh, you put in place, uh, you put uh, non-compliant products on the market. So I'm trying really to help you to put compliant products on the market. Okay, so uh, fine for me. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to like, and uh, thank you very much, and I wish you a nice day. So, bye-bye. Thank you.